106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. I think it's pretty obvious that this uh, virus came from a lab in China, right? I mean, China. <laughs> okay. Um, where is your tinfoil hat? Like, honestly, do you wear it all the time or just at home or I'm two weeks to slow the spread stuff? This is going to last longer than two weeks. Just watch. It's only going to be two weeks. Okay. They clearly stated it's just going to be two weeks to slow the spread. They're going to try to keep the churches shut down. No, they're not. <sighs> you sound crazy. Okay. They're going to push for vaccine passports. They are. They're going to push for vaccine passports. Oh my gosh, they're not going to push for anything. You sound like a nut job. Any kind of lockdown is going to give more power to to government and it's it's going to destroy the economy. <laughs> destroy the economy. Oh my gosh, what are you, an economist now or something? I'm just... There was none and has never ever been any Trump-Russia collusion. That is not true, okay? Trump and Putin are best friends. I mean, they're best friends. We will see inflation if Biden gets in. I'm just saying, if he gets in, we're gonna see inflation. There will be no inflation. People are never gonna wanna go back to work after this shutdown. I'm just saying, they're... Uh, no, people will want to go back to work. There's some really dark stuff on Hunter Biden's computer, like dark. Have any of you guys seen it? There is no laptop. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Where is your hat? Where Where is the tinfoil hat? Where do you keep it? We will see higher gas prices if Biden gets in. Just, just, you know, make a note of that. Call me crazy, but actually we do. We, uh, we all think you're crazy. We're concerned about your mental health. I think it's pretty obvious who the big guy is in the emails. Um, but again, that's just me. You guys don't see it, so. Thank you for telling your story. We plan on taking this scumbag down. <sighs> That's good to hear. You're not the first woman Governor Cuomo's harassed either. So we've hired a private detective to help. Someone harassing women? Oh, no. I'm on the case tonight on Cobombo. Who's harassing all these women? This is the guy. This is him. He's here? Where? You. He looks like me, huh? Thanks for the tip. Now, what exactly did this guy who looks like me do? He touched inappropriately and made unwanted advances. Ooh, sounds like a real perv. Yes, you're a massive perv. How does he keep getting away with it? Yeah, it's a mystery. You keep covering up for him? It's, it's never, never that, that simple. simple. I have photographs. Yep, another unsolvable case. Just one more thing. Have you ever slept with an older man? Welcome to 
to the 113th episode of No Hostages Radio. This will <clears throat> begin playing on the 29th of May. And I guess, is that Memorial Day? Or is it, I guess, the next day is Memorial Day. Uh, it's Memorial Day weekend. How about that for safety? Welcome, this is Lou Benninger, and we're recording in the middle of the night, a couple days before the day that this is going to be put together and be on the uh, on our site or on your web, on your uh, pod hosting site. So thanks for listening, and we appreciate you, and thanks all for those folks, Tanner Martis, all the people that uh, support us, and we'll talk about some of those folks later that make it possible to be on this, on this uh, medium called a podcast. We're back uh, also doing a, a live radio show on Saturdays from 10 to noon uh, over here on the left coast on KMYC 1410 AM. There is a FM's uh, complement to that, but I can't remember the, uh, the coordinates. They're, the station actually burned down. And it was arsoned, and it's been resurrected by a local business owner, conservative guy, wonderful man, Ernie Friesen. And so they they are up and running. So it's 14.10 a.m., but it's not on the Internet yet, so you can't listen from throughout the world. You have to just be close by. <clears throat> but for those that are around the Northern California area, Yuba, Sutter, Butte, uh, Nevada, probably down in Sacramento a little bit. You can probably hear us fine, and the transmitter is going to be souping up the power over there at KMYC pretty soon. And I think we'll eventually get on where you can listen on your phone or your laptop or wherever. So, But uh, we're doing the podcast here. The the, the uh, radio show is a two-hour show, 10 to noon. <clears throat> the podcast runs about six 20-minute segments if you're new to this. So um, if you want to reach me to talk to me or respond or give me some information, you can reach me at lou at L-O-U at nohostagesradio.com, L-O-U at nohostagesradio.com. So at that website, nohostagesradio.com, you can also uh, listen to past podcasts really easily, or you can uh, also read some articles I'm writing uh, since I quit writing for the Territorial Dispatch each week, um, there is a uh, Facebook site called Live with Lou that you can uh, pick up the podcast and the articles there as well. So I don't really do much else with that Facebook site. I don't like spend time on it communicating with people. If you want to post something positive or negative, you can do that. I'm not going to banter with you over there or really anywhere else. So uh, you can also reach me um, at, uh, you can text me at 530-713-1838. That's 530-713-1838. You can call, but again, I may be states away, so you want to pay attention if you want me to answer the phone quickly. Uh, sometimes I'm just not able to answer the phone. I don't screen calls. I just sometimes have too much going on to take it live. Sometimes I have to call you back. So leave a message. Or just text me, and I'll call you back, uh, whether you like me or not. Uh, let's see, what else? <clears throat> I wanted to mention a, a couple of really important meetings coming up. 
for those that live around the Northern California area. There's a lot of uh, new legislation coming about regarding um, children, who's controlling children, no matter whether they're yours or not, and the government's rule over your children. Uh, My understanding is that the school system now is going to be placed under the social services system, like CPS, that's a daunting thought, um, but the the public school system has been solidly taken over by communists and uh, teaching all kinds of bizarre, uh, perverted, and uh, uh, fraudulent facts, and so the best thing you could do is remove your child from the public system, but for your benefit, uh, the people that run the children's program education and programs out at Church of Glad Tidings in Yuba City, California, in Sutter County. Uh, they call themselves Arrow Education. They don't run a school. They just help people educate their own kids and help embellish that. So Sunday night, May 30, from 6 to 7 o'clock. Now, I know a lot of people are probably vacationing on Memorial Day. But from 6 to 7 in Building 100 on the uh, campus of Church of Glad Tidings at 1179 Eager Road, there will be a one-hour talk about the newest legislation that has either been passed or is maybe passed in the near future regarding your children, your control over your children, and who's going to have the greatest influence of your children. That might be whether you have kids in the public system or you are doing something else educationally with your children. That might it, It's an easy place to get a lot of great information. So it's one hour, 6 to 7, May 30th. The other thing I wanted to mention is uh, usually this time of year there's all kinds of camps. Kids are going to one week here, two weeks there. They're expensive, and there's a lot of COVID rules now regarding camps. So out at Glad Tidings, they're doing what they call a day camp over a two-month period. So uh, starting on June 2nd, and uh, I, I don't know if that's a Tuesday or a Wednesday, I can't recall now, but June 2nd it starts from 9 to 12.30, noon 30, they will have a day camp every week for that half day, all the way through, I think it's August 25th. This is a great opportunity if you want the morning off and and expose your kids to some really wholesome education, fun, athletics, uh, play, uh, laughter, and a real healthy atmosphere uh, from kindergarten through fifth grade. This is a great opportunity. I don't believe there's any charge for it. So you might go on the churchofgladtidings.com website to check it out, see how to sign up for that. Also, it talks about the air, the uh, the meeting this Sunday night. Uh, when you hear this, it's going to be Saturday, so you're only a day away from the Arrow Education meeting. Also, David Strait, it's it's called Straight Out of Babylon, June four, five, and six at Church of Glad Tidings. It's a little uh, the title is a little odd, but it's really talking about uh, who you are as an American. And uh, how how the Founding Fathers intended you to be totally free as an American and how the United States of America has be- became a corporation beholding to England in the 1800s, and like 1861, and how we are uh, entrapped by that. And David Strait is going to be explaining how you can get yourself set totally free from the system. And uh, so there is a 79 charge, or I think it's 99 
per couple, $99 total. This is a great course. Many times people think about how to get set free from the system and not be controlled by the corporation. Like, for instance, you think you own your house, you have a deed to your house, but really you're just renting your house. You just The government really is the title holder to your house. That can all change. There's a lot of things like that. Uh, I'm not going to spend any more time on it. Uh, if you, you're interested in that, that's great. May 29th, this weekend, the day of that you'll hear this show, there's a car show at 11th and J Street in Marysville. The show is to benefit those military uh, individuals and, and law enforcement individuals that have suffered from post-traumatic stress and uh, thoughts of suicide, things like that. So some of the money is going to go to them, maybe half or more. And then a portion of the money will go to Trauma Intervention Program, which is a local response uh, team that goes out on 911 calls with the uh, emergency response agencies. So that's a great a great show. I think there's, they're going to have a great turnout. It's, uh, again, right next to the 10th Street Bridge at 11th uh, and J Street. And uh, easy to get to. And it's going to go from 9 to 4, I believe. The other thing uh, coming up is on June 13th, there's a new recruit meeting, uh, 1 o'clock to 3 o'clock uh, in Yuba City at Church of Glad Tidings for the California Militia. And so if you're interested, you want to come and check it out, hear the story, why should we have a militia, why should you be involved, this is the time. There's no charge, no commitment necessary. Just come and check it out. June 13, uh, 1 to 3 in the afternoon. So, um, okay, there's that. All right, I wanted to uh, <clears throat> uh, mention that uh, there was a uh, anniversary, a 100th anniversary. I've never heard of this woman before, but I like people that does the type of things she did. Uh, May 9th was the 100th anniversary of the birth of Sophie Scholl, S-C-H-O-L-L, who went to her death at the guillotine at just 21 years of age for peacefully but openly resisting the culture of death in Nazi Germany. What we've had essentially with COVID in the United States is a taste of uh, Nazi Germany light, L-I-T-E. And basically what people did is totally caved in, probably 95% of the people totally caved in to the government, 99% of churches did, uh, totally surrendered their churches to the government to, to operate according to government rules. Uh, <clears throat> so this writer says, Sophie has been one of my inspirations and her writings, which show profound wisdom and maturity beyond her years, have often brought me solace in the cultural missionary work that I do, this guy says, and um, I've not heard of her, but I want to read about her. He says, uh, <clears throat> one of her quotes that this guy likes says, I will cling to the rope God has thrown me in Jesus Christ, even when my numb hands can no longer feel it. He, the writer says, if you want to read more, I would highly recommend Paul Shrimpton's excellent 2018 book, Conscience Before Conformity, Hans and Sophie Scholl and the White Rose Resistance in Nazi Germany. It is the best biography of Scholl ever written. So um, some people like the books I, I bring up and go and get them. I'm going to read this myself. Con it says Conscience Before Conformity. In, in the United States under COVID, most people just conformed 
and they didn't even know what they were believing in. Conscience Before Conformity, Hans and Sophie Scholl, and the White Rose Resistance in Nazi Germany. In the 2005 German film Sophie Scholl, The Final Days, it was nominated for an Academy Award. Is also uh, I don't know whether that's got subtitles in English or it's in English or not, but it might be worth looking up on the uh, YouTube. Maybe it's on YouTube or, or somewhere. 2005 German film. Um, Sophie Scholl said this. This is very powerful for a woman that died at 21 years of age. The real damage is done by the millions who want to survive. The honest men who just want to be left in peace. Those who don't want their little lives disturbed by anything bigger than themselves. Those with no sides and no causes. Those who won't take measure of their own strength for fear of antagonizing their own weakness. Those who don't like to make waves or enemies. Those for whom freedom, honor, truth, and principles are only literature. Those who live small, mate small, die small. It's a reductionist approach to life. If you keep it small, you'll keep it under control. If you don't make any noise, the boogeyman won't find you. But it's all an illusion because they die too. Those people who roll up their spirits into tiny little balls so as to be safe. Safe? From what? Life is always on the edge of death. Narrow streets lead to the same place as wide avenues. And a little candle burns itself out just like a flaming torch does. So says Sophie Scholl. I wanted to, um, let's see if I can find this. Um, let me see here. I wanted to talk a little bit about Memorial Day, since this is Memorial Day. And um, I wanted to, uh, let me see, okay. So Memorial Day um, is a time where we remember those who have given the ultimate, paid the ultimate price for our country. They gave, they gave their lives. They sacrificed their lives so others might have a life of freedom. And uh, so we honor. It began uh, after, World, uh, after the Civil War, which we lost the most people we've ever lost of any war, was in the Civil War, a war against each other. It says here that... Uh, at the close of the Civil War, people recently freed from enslavement in Charleston honored fallen Union soldiers. So you really never heard this story, probably. We didn't learn it. There's so many wonderful stories in history that somehow, for some reason, the public education system didn't want us to know, even as far back as when I went to school, the late 50s and <clears throat> early 60s. So... Um, Memorial Day was born out of necessity. After the American Civil War, a battered United States was faced with the task of burying and honoring 600,000 to 800,000 Union and Confederate soldiers who had died in the single bloodiest military conflict of our history. The first national 
commemoration of Memorial Day was held at Arlington National Cemetery on May 30, 1868, where both Union and Confederate soldiers are buried. Several towns and cities uh, across America claim to observe their own earlier versions of Memorial Day, or what it was called before that, Decoration Day, as early as 1866. The earlier name is derived from the fact that decorating graves was and remains a central activity of Memorial Day, but it wasn't until a remarkable discovery in a dusty Harvard University archive in the late 1990s that historians learned about a Memorial Day commemoration organized by a group of black people freed from enslavement less than a month after the Confederacy surrendered in 1865. Back in 1996, David Blight, a professor of American history at Yale University, was researching a book on the Civil War when he had one of those once-in-a-career eureka moments. A curator at Harvard's Houghton or Houghton Library asked if he wanted to look through two boxes of unsorted material from Union veterans. Can you imagine? <laughs> You're looking around in the 1990s. And the guy says it's unsorted documents from the Civil War, for goodness sakes. There, there was a file labeled First Decoration Day, Re- remembers uh, Professor Blight, still amazed at his good fortune. And inside on a piece of cardboard was a narrative handwritten by an old veteran, plus a date referencing an article in the New York Tribune. The narrative told the essence of the story that I ended up telling in my book, this guy writes, of this march on the racetrack in 1865. This is in Charleston, South Carolina. The racetrack uh, was called the Washington Race Course and Jockey Club in Charleston, South Carolina. In the late stages of the Civil War, the Confederate Army transformed the formerly posh country club into a makeshift prison for Union captives. More than 260 Union soldiers died from disease and exposure while being held in the racetrack's open-air infield. Their bodies were hastily buried in a mass grave behind the grandstands. When Charleston fell and the Confederate troops evacuated the badly damaged city, those freed from enslavement remained. Talking about the freed slaves. One of the first things those emancipated men and women did was to give the fallen Union prisoners a proper burial. They exhumed, meaning they dug them up, the mass grave and reinterred or reburied the bodies in a new cemetery with a tall whitewashed fence inscribed with the words, Martyrs of the Race Course. And then on May 1, 1865, something even more extraordinary happened. According to two reports that Blight Professor Blight found in the New York Tribune and the Charleston Courier a crowd of 10,000 people, mostly freed slaves, with some white missionaries, staged a parade around the racetrack. 3,000 black school children carried bouquets of flowers and sang John Brown's Body, and I'll, I'll read some of the lyrics in a minute. They sang the song John Brown's Body. Members of the famed 54th Massachusetts and the other black Union regiments were in attendance and performed double-time marches. Black ministers recited verses from the Bible. I'm going to tell you the rest of this amazing story 
when we come back after our first break. So hold tight. Listen to some nice clips I put together for you. We'll be right back. In America's cities and towns today, flags will be placed on graves and cemeteries. Public officials will speak of the sacrifice and the valor of those whose memory we honor. I have new illusions about what little I can add now to the silent testimony of those who gave their lives willingly for their country. Words are even more feeble on this Memorial Day, for the sight before us is that of a strong and good nation that stands in silence and remembers those who were loved and who, in return, loved their countrymen enough to die for them. Yet we must try to honor them, not for their sakes alone, but for our own. And if words cannot repay the debt we owe these men, surely with our actions we must strive to keep faith with them and with a vision that led them to battle and a final sacrifice. Our first obligation to them and ourselves is plain enough. The United States and the freedom for which it stands, the freedom for which they died, must endure and prosper. Their lives remind us that freedom is not bought cheaply. It has a cost. It imposes a burden. And just as they whom we commemorate were willing to sacrifice, so too must we. In a less final, less heroic way, be willing to give of ourselves. The willingness of some to give their lives so that others might live never fails to evoke in us a sense of wonder and mystery. One gets that feeling here on this hallowed ground, and I have known that same poignant feeling as I looked out across the rows of white crosses and stars of David in Europe, in the Philippines, in the military cemeteries, here in our own land. Each one, 
marks the resting place of an American hero. As we honor their memory today, let us pledge that their lives, their sacrifices, their valor shall be justified and remembered for as long as God gives life to this nation. So let me just state these figures once again for you because I was shocked by the uh, by the response. We're talking about people that were just set free from slavery 30 days before. You'd think they'd hate every white person, right? With all this Black Lives Matter stuff and all these charlatans running around today wanting reparations, right? It says then on May 1, 1865, something even more extraordinary happened. Oh, first of all, it says they 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 knew the blacks knew where these uh, Union soldiers had died and they dug their bodies up and reburied them properly. 
uh, in a new cemetery with a tall whitewashed fence inscribed with the word martyrs of the race course. And then on May 1, 1865, something even more extraordinary happened. According to two reports, 10,000 people, mostly freed slaves with some white missionaries, staged a parade around the racetrack. 3,000 black school children carrying bouquets of flowers sang John Brown's body. That's the name of the song. Members of the famed 54th Massachusetts and other black union regiments were in attendance and performed double-time marches. Black ministers recited verses. The Battle of Fort Wagner on Morris Island was a Union attack on June, July 18, 1863, led by the 54th Massachusetts Volunteer Infantry. The infantry was one of the first major American military units made up of simply black soldiers. If the news reports are accurate, the 1865 gathering in Charleston racetrack would be the earliest Memorial Day commemoration in the United States of America. Blight excitedly called the Avery Institute of Afro-American History and Culture at the College of Charleston looking for more information on the event. They told me, Blight said, I've never heard of it. It never happened. But it was clear from the newspaper reports that a Memorial Day observance was organized by freed slaves in Charleston at least a year before other U.S. cities and three years before the first national observance. How had been how how had this been lost to history for over a century? Says Blight, this was a story that had really been suppressed both in the local memory and certainly the national memory. But nobody who had witnessed it could ever have forgotten it. Blight kept digging for more information, but the only other mention he found of the racetrack event was a 1916 correspondence sent from a woman's, from a women's Civil War Historical Society in New Orleans to a sister chapter in Charleston, asking about a big parade of freed slaves on a horse track at the end of the war. Uh, the society's president in Charleston said, I regret that I was unable to gather any official information about this. That's such a telling statement, said Blight. The woman who wrote that letter may not have known about it, but the fact that she didn't tells the whole story. Once the war was over and Charleston was rebuilt in the 1880s, the city's white residents likely had little interest in the remembering an event held by former enslaved people to celebrate the Union dead. That didn't fit their narrative or their version of what the war was all about, says Blight. In time, the old horse track and country club were torn down, and thanks to a gift from a wealthy North northern patron, the Union soldiers' graves were again moved from the humble white fence graveyard to in Charleston to the, Be- the Beaufort uh, National Cemetery. By the time Blight was rummaging through the Harvard archives in 1996, the story of the first Memorial Day had been entirely forgotten, or perhaps not quite. After his book Race and Reunion was published in 2001, Blight gave a talk about Memorial Day at the Smithsonian Institute uh, after it was finished. And after he was finished talking, an older black woman, woman approached him. You mean that story is true, the woman asked Blight. I grew up in Charleston, and my granddaddy used to tell us the story of a parade at the old racetrack, and we never knew whether to believe him or not. 
You mean it's actually true, she said? For Blight, it's less important whether the 1865 commemoration of the martyrs of the race course is officially recognized as the first Memorial Day. It is the fact that, that this occurred in Charleston at a cemetery site for the Union dead in a city where the Civil War had actually begun, and that it was organized and done by African-American former slaves is what gives it such poignancy. Now, I, John Brown, remember the children, 3,000 black children, school children, sang the, the song about John Brown. Now, John Brown uh, was hung. Uh, he was an abolitionist. He was a white abolitionist. And he was tried for treason and hung for his, uh, he was like a Dietrich Bonhoeffer of Nazi Germany. He believed in violent uh, uh, insurgency against people, enslaving other people. He didn't just believe on trying to persuade people. Uh, he had a very colorful and interesting life. I think he was killed in 1859, December 2nd. He was hanged in December, December 2nd, 1859, at the age of 59. Among the witnesses to his execution were Robert E. Lee and the actor and pro-slavery slavery activist John Wilkes Booth, who later killed President Abraham Lincoln over his Emancipation Proclamation. After he was executed, his wife, Marianne Day, took Brown's body to the family farm in upstate New York for burial. The farm and gravesider, anyway, I won't go into all that. The fact is, though, that 3,000 black children sang the John Brown song. Now, John Brown's song, I won't go, it, it repeats itself over and over. John Brown's body, this is how it was sang kind of to the tune of the Battle Hymn of the Republic. Uh John Brown's body lies a moldering in the grave. John Brown's body lies a moldering in the grave. It repeats it. But his soul goes marching on. And then it says, you remember the, the uh, chorus, glory, glory, hallelujah, glory, glory, hallelujah. His soul goes marching on. This is the John Brown song. Then it says he's gone to be a soldier in the army of the Lord. He's gone to be a soldier in the army of the Lord. These are black people 30 days after uh, they, they already had this song written about this famous white insurrectionist. He's gone to be a soldier in the army of the Lord. Then it says John Brown's knapsack is strapped upon his back. His knapsack is strapped. It repeats it over and over. His soul goes marching on. Then it says John Brown died that the slaves might be free. John Brown died that the slaves might be free. And then it repeats that again. And it says his soul goes marching on. The stars above in heaven now are looking kindly down. The stars above in heaven are looking kind of... You think blacks were still animus, worshiping idols from Africa? No, they were following Jesus after all these years of slavery. They'd found, they'd found peace and contentment in following Jesus, even though they were living oppressed lives. And But they knew what was going on with white abolitionists. As, as these people nowadays, like Black Lives Matter people, say that all white people are racist, they aren't today. In fact, the most racist people in the country are people of color. The people in the United States of America during times of slavery weren't all racist. Many of them uh, fought incredibly to 
uh, release the slaves. In fact, John Brown was new. Uh, uh, Stephen Douglas, he knew uh, the uh, Harriet Tubman. Tubman. He knew all the, the uh, Underground Railroad people, and he was involved with them. I'm going to read you about them, about John Brown, because uh, it's very interesting. He conducted the raid on Harper's Ferry. He used to call Harriet Tubman, and not Stephen Douglas, but Frederick Douglas. He called Harriet Tubman General Tubman. Frederick Douglass was also an activist and abolitionist. Uh, Brown recruited 22 men in all, including his sons Owen and Watson and several freed enslaved, freed enslaved people. The group received military training in advance of the raid. And what they did at Harper's Ferry was they, they took over a munitions uh, depot. Uh, I won't go into all that John Brown did, but he was a hero. And and just like uh, Dietrich Bonhoeffer was hung by the uh, Germans in Flossburg prison just weeks before the Germany surrendered to the Allies, John Brown was hung as well for his uh, exploits to set black people free. And so much, uh, so much did he impress the black people that they sang about him as they walked around this racetrack in uh, memory of those who gave their lives to set people free. That's probably a Memorial Day talk that you won't hear much about. Certainly, we honor all the military veterans from that time on to this current time. But because the Civil War, nothing has come close to the suffering and loss of life as the Civil War and, uh, the, ty and the, the type of freedom that we, uh, where we set the captives free, set the slaves free. Uh, but it's interesting who they sang about. They could have sang all kinds of songs, but they sang about John Brown. Okay, so I'm going to go back up here and um, get into some other things here for a few minutes. All right, I wanted to, uh, this is a meme I was sent this week. It says, funny how we were raised <clears throat> to not be peer pressure. You remember your parents telling you in school not to resist peer pressure? If they were going to run off a cliff, would you do the same? Those kind of peer pressure comments your parents might say to you at least they said to me so it's funny how we were raised to not be peer pressured into taking experimental drugs remember they said don't do drugs right just say no don't do drugs don't let people pressure you yeah if you go to that party don't be taking any drug don't be drinking any alcohol right so it says funny how we were raised to not be peer pressured into taking experimental drugs you don't know what's in those drugs they could kill you they could ruin your brain they could goof up your ability to have children, right? But now we're being peer pressured into taking experimental drugs. Are we not? Something's going to change. It's called gene therapy, changing your DNA. 
It's DNA, DNA therapy. And what, what, what do I mean by peer pressure? Advertisements constantly. Every time you pull up something on the Internet, there's advertising. Take the COVID vaccine. Get the, think of others. Think of others. It, it's now not, they got to go beyond it. They got to have some kind of puritanical pitch because they know it's a bad, it's, a, it's an experimental bad drug. You'd be better off taking LSD than putting that drug in your body. So now they say, if you're not going to do it for yourself, do it for your family. Do it for your dad. Do it for your mom. Do it for your kids. It's just total baloney. It's total nonsense. It's total fraudulent liars, these people. Uh, it's, it's way more experimental than taking heroin and with the chance of getting fentanyl. I want to talk to you. Uh, I've been talking for 15, 16 months. Got myself in trouble with the uh, county of Yuba. They filed a temporary restraining order against me, which was eventually dismissed. Uh, But they filed it because I was confronting the government, including their government representative, Dr. Fong Lu, that their measures, their mandates, their controls, their, their totalitarian actions were actually killing people through suicide overdoses not getting proper medical care because they stopped people from going to the doctor they forbid people from leaving their house and i had suggested to people that what needed to happen after this was all over and this was months before they decided it's all over that they needed to have nuremberg trials And they needed to find people guilty because they are guilty and they needed to execute them. That's what I said. And people then twisted that to say that I was going to go hurt somebody or I was going to kill somebody or that I was actually encouraging other people to go do that. But it's no different than if I, than I, and I did this analogy before when Michael Lyons was abducted, nine-year-old boy was abducted on his way home from Bridge Street School many years ago. And he was abducted by a pedophile named Robert Rhodes, who molested him and murdered him, tortured and murdered him in the river bottoms. If I said to you that I think Robert Rhodes was guilty and he deserved the death penalty, I wonder if same group of people would be mad at me. They did give him the death penalty, I believe, but because of the uh, the government has a moratorium in California death penalty, he's going to end up getting a lot better deal than Michael Lyons got. Now there's there are uh, calls for I, I didn't call. Remember, I brought it up before, but it got upset at me. Oh, Lou, you're not a Christian. Oh, you're not of this. You're not of that. Oh, I can't believe you said that. You need to apologize to the world. Now, in main, mainstream media, new Nuremberg trials, 2021. Nuremberg 2021. It wasn't good enough for the Allies to beat the Germans and the Italians and all the other people that fought against us. They demanded that there be special trials for the survivors because of crimes against humanity. They went up and beyond just winning a war against a foreign country, but they abused people. They tortured people. They played around with people. They experimented on people. They raped people. And now they're calling Germans and, uh, and other Europeans are calling for Nuremberg 2021. Who and CDC 
WHO and CDC, the invisible war. A team of 1,000 lawyers, over 1,000 lawyers and over 10,000 medical experts led by Dr. Reiner Fulmich have begun the legal proceedings over the CDC, WHO, and the Davos group. That's Klaus Schwab and his totalitarians and, and Bill Gates. They're, they're, they've launched legal proceedings for crimes against humanity. Now, I've been saying this for 16 months. Fulmich and his team presented the faulty PCR test and the order for doctors to label any core comorbidity death as a COVID death as a complete fraud. The PCR test was never designed to detect pathogens and is 100% faulty at 35 cycles, which they ran it as. All the PCR tests issued by CDC are rated at 37 to 45 cycles. The CDC now admits that any test over 28 cycles are not admissible for any positive, reliable result. This alone invalidates over 90% of alleged COVID infections tracked by the use of of this faulty test. Now, Dr. Liu in Yuba and Sutter County used that test to traumatize people, to torment people, to shut down businesses, and to force people to stay inside their house. Totally fraudulent, total malpractice, and she needs to be held accountable. In addition to the f- flawed tests, I'm reading about this article about this German movement for new Nuremberg trials. In addition to the flawed tests and fraudulent death certificates, the experimental, quote-unquote, vaccine, quote-unquote, itself is in violation of Article 32 of the Geneva Convention under Article 32 of the 1949 Geneva Convention Number 4, quote, mutilation and medical or scientific experiments not necessitated, necessitated by the medical treatment of a protected person are prohibited. According to article 147, conducting biological experiments on protected persons is a grave breach of the convention. The, the experimental vaccine, that's what this is. It is not a true vaccine. The experimental vaccine is in violation of all 10 of the Nuremberg Codes, which carry the death penalty for those who seek to violate those international laws. Now, when Nuremberg trial happened, they laid out uh, codes that they that they felt could not be violated in the future. And they were codes that came to pass out of what they learned from the abuses of one human to another. The vaccine fails. It says the vaccine fails to meet the following five requirements to be considered a vaccine and is by definition a medical experiment and trial. They're already saying they never said that this was a foolproof vaccine. I'm going to have to take a break here and we'll come right back. There'll be days like this When there's no one complaining There'll be days like this When everything falls into place Like the flick of a switch Billions of people out of work And yet people hiring can't get people to work Because people are being paid to stay home And not work High gas prices and gas shortages Inflation really starting to set in 
Forget peace in the Middle East. <laughs> Israel is under attack. Iran is emboldened again. They actually surrounded our U.S. warships just the other day. Drugs are pouring into our country through the southern border. And human trafficking is definitely up. <laughs> thousands and, and then thousands of migrant children at the southern border alone without their parents all alone. Civil unrest, lots of civil unrest. Lumber prices are up. Couldn't build a home if you wanted to right now. <laughs> Cyber attacks on our US oil pipelines. No one holding communist China responsible for this last year and a half. <laughs> But all of this is okay. It's it's okay. It's okay. Because uh, we don't have the mean tweets, right? No mean tweets. I mean, I, I think it's important to note how how terrible the mean tweets were, okay? They're horrible. The chair reminds members that the House is following the guidance of the attending physician who has stated that the present mask requirements and other guidelines remain unchanged in the Hall of the House until all members and the floor staff are fully vaccinated. That is the, advice, the advisory of the uh, attending physician. The chair also informs members that the attending physician guidance is consistent with the Centers for Disease Control guidelines. Members are further reminded under House Resolution 38, the Sergeant Arms authorized and directed to impose a fine against any member acting in violation of these policies. The chair expects members to conduct themselves in appropriate decorum in the House chamber at all times. That includes proper attire, behavior that is respectful of other members and of our staff, and adherence to mask requirements and other safety protocols intended to protect all of those present in the hall of the house. Do anything! Don't taste me, bro! Don't taste me! I can't do anything! Ow! Ow! Something give you this is the Nuremberg codes this is not something new this is from the trials after the the World War II uh, defeat of the Nazis and the Japanese so the vaccine to be valid it has to provide immunity to the virus number one then they say this is a leaky gene therapy that does not pro provide immunity to COVID and claims to reduce symptoms yet double vaccinated Double vaccinated people are now 60% of the patients requiring ER or ICU with COVID infections. In other words, people that took the virus are getting sick. Number two, it's supposed to protect recipients from getting the virus. This gene therapy does not, I repeat, does not provide immunity or, and double vaccinated can still catch and spread the virus. Double vaccinated means you got the first shot and then you got the second shot. Number three, reduces the deaths from the viral infection. 
This gene therapy does not, I repeat, does not reduce deaths from the infection. Double vaccinated and infected with COVID have also died. Number four, reduces circulation of the virus. It's supposed to do that. This gene therapy still permits the spread of the virus as it offers zero, I'll say that again, it offers zero immunity to the virus. It is not a vaccine, people. It's gene therapy. And finally, reduces transmission of the virus. However, this gene therapy still permits the transmission of the virus as it offers zero immunity to the virus. Okay, now I'm going to look at the the Nuremberg Codes. You may think, oh, Lou, why you spend all the time? Because this is more than a disease or an illness or a virus. This has been uh, fab. This whole thing has been created uh, in a lab to infect people, and it's been purposeful. It has been planned. It was prophesied or predicted. We were warned about it, and they have they have essentially accomplished everything they wanted. Nuremberg, I'm, I'm going to read you the actual Nuremberg codes. These are code number one. Voluntary consent is essential. No person should be forced to take a medical experiment without informed consent. Many media, political and non-medical persons are telling people to take the shot. It's safe. It offers no information as to the adverse effects or dangers of this gene therapy. Countries are using lockdowns, duress, and threats to force people to take the vaccine or be prohibited to participate in a free society under uh, under the mandate of a vaccine passport or green pass during the Nuremberg trials even the media was pro- prosecuted i want to say this again even the media was prosecuted and members were put to death i'll just say that again members of the media were put to death for lying to the public amongst many of the doctors and Nazis found guilty of crimes against humanity. Now, the media is lying about this COVID gene therapy. And in, in, 19, in the 19, late 1940s, these people were put to death. Media. Number two, Nuremberg Code number two. Yield, it has to yield fruitful results unprocurable by any other means. As listed above, the gene therapy does not meet the criteria of a vaccine and does not offer immunity to the virus. There are other medical treatments that yield fruitful results against COVID-19, such as ivermectin, vitamin D, vitamin C, zinc, and boosted immune systems for flu and colds. Now, listen, not only were these not, not only did the county administrator uh, uh, information officers not provide this information to the public to protect themselves as, as a prophylactic, our medical officers Dr. Liu forbid these medicines to be advertised or these measures to be advertised as a prophylactic or protection against COVID. And they designed it to, to not treat COVID until it got so bad in your life, you had to go to the hospital where the hospital got $39,000 for putting you on a ventilator. Nuremberg Code number three, base experiments on the results of animal experimentation and natural history of the disease. The gene therapy skipped. I'm going to tell you again, the gene therapy that you're all excited about taking skipped right over animal testing and went to to human trials. I've also heard that every animal they tried it on, it killed them. 
In, in the mRNA research that Pfizer used a candidate study on mRNA with rhesus uh, monkeys, and in a study of all the monkeys developed, all the monkeys developed pulmonary inflammation, but the researchers considered the rest low as they were young, healthy monkeys from the age of two to four. Israel has, I'm not going to go into any more detail. In other words, they, they made monkeys sick or they died. Nuremberg code number four, avoid all unnecessary suffering and injury. That's our, that's the mandate given to government. Since the rollout of the experiment and list and listed under the CDC's uh, voluntary uh, reporting of, of vaccine problems, over 4,000 deaths and 50,000 vaccine injuries have been reported in America. In the uh, European Union, over 7,000 deaths and 365,000 vaccine injuries have been reported. This is a grievous violation of code number four. Nuremberg code number five, no experiment to be conducted if there's reason to think injury or death will occur. It says C number four, based on fact-based medical data, this gene therapy is causing death and injury past research, da, 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 da. I'm not going to spend all the time going over this. Code number six, risk should never exceed the benefit. COVID-19 has a 98 to 99% recovery rate. If you have a 99 to 90, 98 to 99% chance of recovery, why would you want to stick a foreign chemical in your system? The vaccine injuries, deaths, and adverse side effects of mRNA gene therapy far exceed this risk. The use of leaky vaccines were banned for for agriculture use by the U.S. and EU European Union during, due to the Merrick chicken study that shows hot viruses and variants emerge making the disease even more deadly. Yet this has been ignored for human use by the CDC, knowing fully the risk of new deadlier variants emerging from leaky vaccines. Nuremberg Code 7. Preparation must be made against even remote possibility of injury, disability, and death. There were no preparations made. The gene therapy was approved under an emergency use only act, skipped animal and human trials, and forced on a misinformed public. Nuremberg Code 8. The experiment must be conducted by scientifically qualified persons. Politicians, media, and actors claiming that this is safe and effective vaccine are not qualified. Propaganda is not medical science. Many retail out outlets, such as Walmart, drive-through vaccine centers, are not qualified to administer experimental medical gene therapies to the uninformed public. Nuremberg Code Number Nine. This is a statement that anyone must have the freedom to bring the experiment to an end at any time. Despite the outcry of over 85,000 doctors, nurses, virologists, epidemiologists, the experiment is not being ended. In fact, more attempts to change laws to force vaccine compliance, mandatory enforced vaccinations are being pushed through and experimental update shots are planned for every six months without any response to the surmountable amount of deaths and injuries already caused by this experiment. Hopefully, this new Nuremberg trial will put an end to this crime against humanity. 
Nuremberg Code Number 10. The scientists must bring the experiment to an end at any time if there's probable cause of resulting in injury or death. I'm not going to go into all this for sake of time. Now, I'm just trying to say to you, I have been saying this for 16 months, that at some point, medical, the medical political community has to be held accountable, Nuremberg-style trials, and be held for the damage that they've done by cutting people off from the resources to keep them normal, like AANA, like mental, going to mental health or going to support meetings or going to churches where they feel they get support. Cutting people off, cutting people off from going to the medical doctor, that they killed themselves or were killed by overdoses. Uh, it's evil is what's been done here. And these Nuremberg codes were written following the Nuremberg trials from what uh, judges and attorneys found was to be true by the uh, misdeeds of the Nazis. Now, this is happening today. They don't call themselves Nazis, but this is happening today, and they're justifying their behavior by saying, well, supervisors say, well, you know, we didn't do anything. The governor, we were just following what the governor wanted to do, like a dictatorship. And, well, we, we didn't know. We're not medical people. We were just doing what we what we were told was the facts. We were just doing our job. So now we have the Children's Health Defense Fund, CHD. You can go on their website and uh, Children's Health Defense Fund, and you can sign an FDA Food and Drug Administration petition regarding the experimental use of COVID vaccines. So it says here, please help us keep up the momentum to add comments to our citizen petition to the FDA regarding EAU, that's experimental use COVID vaccines. We currently have nearly 14,000 comments from people around the world, which is an encouraging start, but we need to hear from you. Robert Kennedy Jr. and Merrill Nass, MD, on behalf of Children's Health Defense, took a landmark step in the COVID crisis that has irrevocably changed billions of lives around the globe by, by filing a children's pe- citizen's petition to the U.S. Food and Drug Administration to withdraw COVID-19 vaccines from the market. Now, I've already read you what the German doctors and lawyers have figured out. So what the petition's asking was to re- is to revoke. Again, you can go online at childrenshealthdefensefund.org. And what they're asking on this petition is to revoke the emergency use authorization. Now, supposedly under an emergency use authorization, you cannot be forced by employers to take this, but employers are forcing people to take this. And I was just contacted today that the American frontline doctors and their kind of their figure person or figurehead, Simone Gold, are suing the federal government uh, over this abuses that they force some people to take this vaccine, particularly children. It says what they're asking on this petition is to revoke the emergency use authorization of the vaccines, refrain from licensing COVID vaccines, disallow the petition of minors, particip- participation of minors in COVID vaccine trials, 
immediately revoke all EAU, EUAs permitting vaccine, vaccines of minors, revoke its tacit approval of pregnant women receiving, receiving vac- vaccines, and immediately amend its, its existing guidance for the use of chloroquine drugs like hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, and any other safe and effective drugs against COVID. The FDA petition was imperative as our government health agency continued to ignore the astonishing numbers of deaths and injuries being reported to the United States. So um, this is amazing. This VAERS is a voluntary uh, vaccine events. So VAERS stands for Vaccine Adverse Events Reporting System. This is a total voluntary system, so you can have a real negative event and nobody report it and there's no consequences. So therefore, the the actual numbers are really an underreporting because of that. So this, this number is updated every Friday. So as of May 21st, which is just a few days ago, data released indicated 227,805 adverse events and 4,201 deaths following vaccination with COVID-19 vaccines from mid-December 2020 through May 14, 2021. Alarmingly, a 2010 HHS study, Health and Human Services study, found that less than 1% of adverse events are ever reported to VAERS. You see what I'm saying about underreporting? It's like 99% go unreported. They find less than 1% of people actually take the time to contact a, a federal agency. You ever contact a federal agency? The last few times I have, it's been totally frustrating. I called the IRS, and they turned around and told me that they, they had a long wait and try some other day. You think I ever called them back? No. So, a 2010 study says less than 1% of adverse events are ever reported. 1%. And we already got a quarter of a million people. Anyway, it's a total ripoff is what this is. Total ripoff. John Hopkins professor. He says, ignore the CDC. Ignore the CDC. Ignore the CDC. Natural immunity works. You know, before there was any vaccines, natural immunity just worked. You got sick or you had a strong immune system and it tried to get a hold of you. It went into your body, but your immune system defeated it. So therefore, if they took a blood test, they might might be able to find out that you have some in there, but it's not active and because your immune system was too strong for it. Professor at renowned Johns Hopkins School of Medicine advised Americans recently to ignore guidance from the U.S. Center for Disease Control and Prevention due to the public health agency's puzzling, 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 puzzling refusal to recognize natural immunity from previous infection. Let me just say this again. They have changed from if 60%, then if 70%, and then if 80%, and then if 90% of people take the shot, then we'll get the natural immunity. If 100% of the people take the shot, you're gonna get, not going to get nat, uh, natural immunity. It's not going to work. People do not get immune from taking the shot. So who is this doctor? 
at Yale University or John Hopkins Medical School. Dr. Marty McCary, M-A-K-R-A-R-Y, McCary, M-A-K-A-R-Y. He serves as professor at the Bloomberg School of Public Health, suggested during Tuesday appearance on the Vince Cogliani show that 150 million Americans or half the country likely already have natural immunity to COVID due to having been infected with this virus and then recovering or didn't even know they had it. They just fought it off. Yet despite the staggering figure, McCary lamented the fact that CDC, in, in concert with Biden, that means it's just politics, it has nothing to do with medical care, have neglected to recognize the reality of the situation. It's just COVID fantasies. He talks about herd immunity has already been reached, citing up-to-date vaccinations and infection data to suggest that 80 to 85 percent of Americans aren't currently are currently protected from the virus from just having a good immune system. Anyway, uh, he says natural immunity works. We've got to start respecting individuals who choose not to get the vaccine instead of demonizing them. This is just Nazism, people, demonizing people to target them, to destroy them, to undermine them, and to get people to hate them. That's exactly what's happened in my situation. People don't like what I say. There's more data on natural immunity than there is on vaccinated immunity. Because natural immunity has been around so much longer. He, he added that in, reinfection is extremely rare. And even when it does happen, the symptoms are mild or the individuals are asymptomatic. That means they're not giving it to other people, though they have it in their body. Something to think about. We're coming up on uh, the, the first half of our show. And so uh, hang with us. We got another bunch of clips. And then we will uh, we will come back in a second. Uh, don't forget the car show today if you're listening on Saturday, May 29th. It's 9 to 4. Go and support veterans and support victims of tragedy. So we'll be right back. here on the scene in this Republican county where African Americans are being oppressed by horrific new voter laws, forcing them to acquire a legal ID to vote. Excuse me, sir. You're unable to acquire an ID, are you not? Uh, actually, I just renewed my ID. It's pretty easy, actually. There you have it. This poor black man has been disenfranchised by racist voter ID laws because he's too ignorant. I'm sorry. Ignorant means stupid. Too ignorant to acquire a voter ID. Absolutely tragic. The new laws forbid giving out food, water, and free cash to voters in line. How will black people figure out how to drink water in line to vote? That's illegal. Thanks to Republicans. Where did you get that anyway? I brought it. You, you didn't bring that. You're too underprivileged. Uh, that means poor. I'm sorry the evil conservatives are trying to figuratively smack the water out of your hands. You literally just did that. Like, who are you? You know what? Forget it. It's my time to vote. Just we just witnessed a hate crime. 
a thirsty, dehydrated hate crime. Our thoughts and prayers to his family. The experts, well, let's hear what they were saying at the time. People should not be walking around with masks. You're sure of it, because people are listening really no. closely to this. Right now, people should not be walking. There's no reason to be walking around with a mask. When you're in the middle of an outbreak, wearing a mask might make people feel a little bit better, and it might even block a, a droplet. But it's not providing the perfect protection that people think that it is. There are unintended consequences. People keep fiddling with the mask and they keep touching their face. And can you get some schmutz sort of staying inside there? Of course. Stunning comments from Dr. Anthony Fauci, who basically just admitted the government lied to us. A month or so or two or three ago, when people were saying, you don't really need to wear a mask. The reason for that is that we were concerned, the public health community, and many people were saying this, were concerned that it was at a time when personal protective equipment, including the N95 masks and the surgical masks, were in very short supply. It is just hard. A lot on live television. Yeah. Credibility is lost. School board members, my name is John Provenzano. I'm 10, I just turned 10 years old. Talk a little closer to that. So I just turned 10 years old and I'm a fourth grader at Felix A. Williams. I expected school to be a little bit different in the beginning, but I didn't think it would stay this way all year long. And I was surprised by the rules. A lot of them didn't make any sense to me, like the fact that we were not allowed to play on the playground or have student council or turn to face each other at lunch, and we also have to wear masks outside at PE and on track. I love my school and all, but my teachers seem really stressed, and that makes me feel bad. One teacher walks around with a clipboard full of referrals for any student whose mask isn't on properly. It makes me feel scared. That same teacher yells at us having our masks down to drink water while we are outside in Carline. She told us we had to wait until we were in our parents' car to have a drink of water. She had her mask down the entire time while she was yelling at us, which makes me and all my friends very mad. This happens a lot. And it seems unfair teachers take their masks off while they're yell while they yell at us kids and that we need to pull ours up. I asked my mom if there is a word for this, and she said there is. Hypocrisy. Wearing a mask all day makes me feel really tired and gives me really bad headaches. Sometimes I'm in school and I need to lay low in the dark until they're gone. My mask also sticks to my face when it's really hot and it makes it hard to breathe. I feel like I can't catch my breath and that makes me feel claustrophobic and anxious. It's really stressful. I finished taking all of my FSAs and I had a hard time focusing with a mask on. A few weeks ago, I ran into my teacher outside of school. She didn't even recognize me because she's never seen my face before. But I knew it was her because she sits at her desk a lot without a mask on. I know my teacher has asthma and everything, but I understand why it's hard for her to wear a mask. And I think she should have that choice, but I should too. I have allergies, and I feel really anxious with my face covered. But I'm not allowed a mask break like her. It seems unfair. All this seems unfair, and it doesn't make sense. I miss seeing people's face. I miss the way things used to be. I'm scared they'll never go back to normal. Breathing freely doesn't seem like something we should have to ask any other people for permission for. Please make masks optional today. It would be so awesome to end the school year on a really happy note like that. 
Thank you for your time. Now this, California left is now trying to cancel math class? According to a Wall Street Journal op-ed, the state's newly proposed curriculum recommends schools use the documents to teach kids titled A Pathway to Equitable Math Instruction. Dismantling racism and mathematics instruction. If ratified, the controversial curriculum would bring social justice to math classes across California's K through 12 public education. Here to react, former professor Dr. Carol Swain. Uh, doctor, thank you so much for joining the program. Um, We've heard black these kids. theories before that black kids, brown kids in communities, they can't learn. They, the, the standards need to be changed. We know that's false because the charter schools, Capital Prep, Cannes Academy, took those same schools out of those poor neighborhoods, turned them to A students. They all got free rides to college. So what is the goal of this program? Well, I can tell you the goal of the program is to push critical race theory under the guise of mathematics. And if you look at that Oakland school district, the students have a 27% proficiency rate in math. It's 90% minority. What will happen if this is implemented, that proficiency rate will drop even lower. It will destroy opportunities for minority students. It's not about uh, being equitable. It's about destroying equal opportunity. These children will not have an opportunity to be successful in life if they cannot be taught math, traditional math. Yeah, I find it insulting that uh, they're treating our kids like this. Part of the, the curriculum that is being proposed, it says, addressing students' mistakes is a form of white supremacy. Reject ideas of natural gifts and talents as equitable frowns on, I'm sorry, frowns on having only one right answer. So. If you don't say there's one right answer, then, then you're racist. This is not preparing our kids. Again, I went through a lot of charter schools that are making it happen for our kids. Why won't they support that? Is that because of the teachers' union? Are they behind this education? Well, we know that the teachers' unions are behind it, but the progressives, uh, Democrats, are pushing critical race theory all across the country. It will destroy opportunities for our children. And more affluent parents can take their children out of schools. They can put them uh, in private schools where they're being taught, or charter schools, or they can homeschool. But there are children who are trapped in inner-city schools. Those are the ones whose lives are being destroyed. Every American needs to stand up and fight against this dangerous critical race theory agenda. It's a worldview. It's destructive. It needs to end now. Yeah, they wanted to fund something, defund these schools. Maybe we'll start getting some change done. Thank you, doctor. <laughs> Thank you. give a shout out to a couple of our newer sponsors one joe cassidy dr joe cassidy who's uh for 25 years was a longtime health officer for the county of yuba was actually got state awards for his job he actually also saved the county of yuba millions of dollars over the quarter of a century by not only doing the health officer's position 
but uh, also being the doctor over all the, j- the jail medical personnel and taking personal care of uh, three to 400 inmates. Dr. Cassidy and I uh, became alarmed recently at the totally dysfunctional uh, uh, behavioral health in uh, Sutter County. It's the Yuba Sutter Behavioral Health people who get the lion's share of all the drug prevention and drug treatment money that Yuba Sutter gets. They're in charge of it, but they uh, are very bureaucratic and very slow to place people. And their requirements of what you have to do to get into a rehab are impossible, nearly impossible for a real homeless person. A serious addict will will never make it through their screening process. So Dr. Cassidy and I put out some cards that basically said they're about four by four. Are you ready? And it has a picture of a person laying on the street corner. And then on the other side, it says we can help you with addiction uh, medicines anti-addiction medicine with uh, rehabs, with uh, even smoking addiction, as well as drug addiction. And uh, we can help you with with your problem and get you off these narcotics, whether it's methamphetamine, whether it's opiates. The card talks a lot about opiates. We can help people get Narcan uh, prescriptions like Suboxone and to help them. so uh, if you want to give us a call, you can call me at 530-713-1838, 530-713-1838. I had a, an addict called earlier today, helped her get into a rehab, and uh, she had a relapse with meth. So that's exactly what we're talking about. Now, Dr. Cassidy, I'm going to give you his cell number. Please just don't call him in the middle of the night or during the workday. Just if you can't get through to his uh, office at Peachtree Clinic, he works for Peachtree Clinic here in Yuba or Peachtree Health in Yuba and Sutter County. So call one of the Peachtrees in in Yuba or Sutter County and uh, ask for an appointment with Dr. Cassidy. And uh, if if you get the runaround or there's a bunch you're you're waiting online and on the phone line, it's waiting, 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 waiting. If you want to give up, just text 530-682-8648, 530-682-8648. Now, if you need a primary physician, family doctor, he can do that for you as well. If you have addiction issues, he can do that as well for you as well. Uh, the uh, A lot of docs are good docs, but they don't do addiction issues. They don't like it. The other people, and I just got a referral, a guy called me this week wanting to know that lady that I was talking about that did paralegal work because he needed some help. And so last week I was talking about a good friend of mine, North Valley Paralegal, Yanelli Garcia. North Valley Paralegal, she's at 751 Sutter Street in Yuba City. That's right at the base of it. It runs right under the, the 10th Street Bridge. 751 Sutter Street. She's right in between the 10th Street and the 5th Street Bridge on Sutter Street. So you can call her at 530-751-9289. Okay, 530-751-9289. All right. So I was, uh, well, let's see. Let me skip down here. And uh, see what else I want to talk about before I run out of time. 
Okay, this is something where our water in California, I just want to give you perspective. Our water is being cut off by politicians and environmentalists in California, and most of the water is being sent to the sea to keep the sea alive. But did you know this? California farmers produce 99% of artichokes, 99% of almonds, 98% of pistachios, 91% of grapes, 99% of the walnuts, 82% of dates, 96% of olives and olive oil, 96% of figs, fresh or dried, 99% dried, 85% of the lettuce, leaf lettuce, 94% of celery, 64% cantaloupe, 73% honeydew, 97% kiwi, 73% of all peaches, 96% of tomatoes, This is just in California. 98% of garlic, 92% of lemons, 95% broccoli, 86% of all cauliflower, 88% of the avocados, 88% of apricots, 92% of strawberries, 81% carrots, 95% nectarines, 74% of raspberries, 97% plums, 99% dried plums, or what we call around here prunes. You may not like that term. I grew up with it. Sounds sounds good to me. So uh, I just want to give you a shout out, educate you on that. Uh, we talked about Nuremberg, so I got that done. And the okay, we talked about the FDA. Okay, John Hopkins, we did. Okay, this is the article, uh, Matt Vespa, uh, he wrote an article, The Question That Left Fauci Speechless for Once at Yesterday's Senate Hearing. So he says, okay, maybe Fauci doesn't know, but the man has become political enough in recent months to offer opinions that typically were not as appropriate in years past. Now, he doles them out like opiates. Hell, he's been peddling multiple noble lies about COVID to back up protocols that grounded that to back up protocols that weren't grounded in science, like mask wearing post vaccination. He even admitted his mask wearing was all for show. Oh, and on that point, Rand Paul Senator from Kentucky was exactly right. When asked by Senator John Kennedy, Senator from Los Angeles, Louisiana, if the World Health Organization should fall out of the pocket of China's Xing Jinping, Fauci refused to answer. He chuckled, maybe because he knows it's true. Just say it, Doc. You've said worse throughout this pandemic. So it goes on to talk about how China in 2017 bought, purchased, who director general, Uh, They purchased him and put him into power. That's Dr. Tedros, who has been peddling Beijing talking points ever since. He's not. Tedros is called a doctor. You think, oh, he's a medical doctor. He's not a medical doctor. They lied to you. Who? The World Health Organization said there's no evidence of human to human transmission transmission at the outset of the pandemic. That is a lie. Oh, and they also said there's no evidence that COVID escaped 
from a lab in Wuhan. That's also false. It's becoming increasingly clear that's the case. Everything, everyone is doing about face on the topic when they first dismissed it as conspiratorial nonsense. And on that, yes, Fauci said that COVID might not have come about or evolved naturally. I want you to think about this now. Fauci admits that COVID might not have come about naturally or evolved naturally. Then how would it come about? That means that it was grown specifically to be a biological weapon. Even, he suggested, that this was a lab accident. Three Wuhan lab lab staffers at the Virology Center fell ill with COVID-like symptoms in November of 2019. That's the story, folks, and mainline newspapers are finally starting to talk about it. Fauci says... Oh, he can't say whether who is infected by China's political influence. But he can say that New York, the COVID mecca of the U.S. with the most deaths and infections, handled the crisis right. Tony Fauci is a liar. He's got he's full of himself. He reads too much of his own press clippings and watches too many news accounts of him being on the face of what's going on. So let me let me get here. This uh, Professor Macari at uh, Johns Hopkins says, "I never thought I'd say this, but please ignore the CDC guidelines." Advise, the, the, he says, CDC advising Americans to live a normal life unless you are unvaccinated and you did not have the infection, in which case you need to be careful. But Kerry called the CDC's outright dismissal of natural immunity one of the biggest failures of our current medical leadership. He said natural immunity works. We've got to start respecting individuals who choose not to get the vaccine instead of demonizing them. There is more data on natural immunity than there is on vaccinated immunity because natural immunity has been around a lot longer. Now, I on one of these deals, I put a maybe here it is. Did you know? Did you know this? Medical heirs each year, each year. You were worried about 10 or 12 deaths in your community. Medical deaths, medical errors caused an estimated quarter of a million deaths in the world. What do you think? Nope. Medical errors caused an estimated quarter of a million deaths in the United States annually. As many as 80% of medical bills contain at least one error. That's the bill, just the bill. A little more than 4,000 surgical errors occur each year. It's estimated that seven to 9,000 patients die every year from med- medication errors. 
Now, I want you to think about that because Dr. Lou told our community to not leave the house, to close down your business, which effectively kept it closed for 16 months, to incessantly wipe down the countertops, to even wear double masks and wear masks in the house. She laid off people from businesses because somebody tested positive with a PCR test. They weren't sick. She just had power to do this and has no concept of what it does to a business to tell all the people to go home. That's just plain crazy. Let me check. Uh, Okay. All right. Another article here by Spencer Brown. Title, Masks Didn't Slow COVID Spread. New study. Brand new study. The masks did not slow the COVID COVID spread. So, very interesting. You know, when I've written before or talked before, there really haven't been any COVID studies. There's been the natural flu, the regular flu studies, that they're able to see similar patterns here. But in terms of really making a difference, uh, the mask made no difference except making you sicker. Now, no matter what they tell you people, if you're listening to the mainstream news, you're pretty much lost at sea without a paddle. The fact is, these people are just repeating dogma they heard from Washington instead of doing what's best for the people. Now, if you tell me that uh, Dr. Liu is super, super intelligent, then I got to say then she's a hack just doing what the, the state director tells her and she hasn't got her own head on her shoulders. Or she's just a stupid person. Now, I know that they've, do- they've dumbed down all kinds of courses, uh, but the fact is, uh, it'd be interesting how she actually would fare on a regular list of course, coursework. So it says here, the finding, to, the findings reported Tuesday at the university of Louisville study challenges what has been the prevailing belief that mask mandates are necessary to slow the spread of the Wuhan coronavirus. Now that that's not anything that was said at the groups and churches I'm involved with. you got people that are way too deep into the mask thing to now back out. So before there was any COVID testing, all the testing regarding COVID was actually done on the flu. It says here, the study notes that 80% of U.S. states mandated masks during the COVID-19 pandemic, and while masks and while mandates induced greater mass compliance, they did not predict lower growth rates when our community spread was low or high. Among other things, the study conducted using data from the CDC covering multiple seasons reports that the mask mandates and use are not, I'll repeat, are not associated with lower SARS-CoV-2 spread among U.S. states. Now, 
Uh, okay. He goes on to say, our findings do not support the hypothesis that SARS-CoV-2 transmission rates decrease with greater public mask use. The, the University of uh, Louisiana reports researchers stated that masks may promote social cohesion as rallying symbols around the pandemic, but risk compensation can also occur before listing some observed risks that accompany mask wearing. So some of you've got, you think it's pretty cool to wear a mask. I can tell looking at you. Prolonged mask use. Listen to this. Prolonged mask use, say over four hours per day, promotes facial alkanization and inadvertently encourages dehydration, which in turn can enhance barrier breakdowns and bacterial infection risk. British clinicians have reported masks to increase headaches and sweating and decrease cognitive precision. Surveys, survey bias notwithstanding, these these facts are associated with medical errors. All right. So I'm not going to go in too much deeper into this as well it's just more gobbledygook it just doesn't make any sense so I said that Dr. Lou's comments to the public school system on how they needed to open up how they needed to perform or set the, the schools up they needed to teach every kid you know it's it's interesting if the school nurse takes your temperature and messes around with your kid that's one thing but to have some hall duty gal or or playground duty gal be able to investigate people's health. I I just think it's it's bizarre. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna take a break here and we'll be right back and uh, we'll begin our fifth fifth show tonight. When your baby leaves you all alone. And nobody calls you on the phone. Don't you feel like a cry? Don't you feel like a cry? But here I am, honey. How do I approach this matter? How can we see the truth? What's wrong with everyone? Can't you see this horror? A horror attacking Jews. I'm sick and tired of you followers, you liberal non-thinkers who only follow and bash and don't see what the truths are. The Jews have been attacked for centuries. Hitler took down millions of innocent Jews and babies and put them in gas chambers. What is wrong with you all? How dare you attack the righteous souls of God's highest truths in our own streets in Beverly Hills? What are you? You liberal fools. That's right, fools. What have you been taught to do? Ruin lives, steal, distort the idea of freedom? Freedom is the American dream. The Jewish man was taught to love, honor, and respect the morals of the Ten Commandments. 
What are you liberals teaching? Taking down Israel? You claim to be good. You're a disgrace to this planet Earth. We, we as a nation, will stand with Israel and we will not allow your barbaric words of injustice to destroy God's land, his holy land where Jesus crossed over. We and God will take down anyone who will destroy any innocent soul. The power of God. You anti-Semitic fools will pay the price when God intervenes because no man will destroy God's land, Israel, the holy land of miracles and prayer. God bless. I'm Kyle Mann. I'm Ethan Nicole, and this is the Babylon Bee News Desk. With Derek Chauvin found guilty on all three counts, many who have been seeking racial justice feel that for once, they've won. Oh, what? But some, no, 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 not me. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. But some feel that this wasn't true justice at all. With us now is one of the founders of Black Lives Matter coming to us from one of her homes in Malibu, California. This is just the beginning. We got more work to do. There will not be justice until I can afford a fifth house. Or, I mean, um, until that the white supremacy thing is, like, gone or something. But surely you can admit that the conviction of Chauvin was a massive step forward towards racial healing. Says who? Oppression comes in many forms. Wow. That is good. You know what? I'm no less oppressed now than I was before the conviction. Is that caviar? It's my lunch. Thank you very much. Oh, is that champagne? It's melted gold. <clears throat> Doesn't go down easy. But what do you say to critics who accuse you of being more concerned with your own personal wealth than what actually happened to George Floyd? Jose, that is the worst hedge trimming I have ever seen. Rip out that bush and get another one. Now, oh, you cannot find good help these days. What'd you say? Just, no, just, no justice, no peace, okay? So at this uh, major milestone, what do you see next for Black Lives Matter, the organization? Your M&M's, ma'am. Is that a green M&M I see in there? Guess who's fired? Black Lives Matter have got a long, lucrative future ahead. I'll make sure of it. All right, well, there you have it. The future of Black Lives Matter. In other news, Nancy Pelosi thanked millions of babies today for sacrificing their lives for women's rights. Thank you, 60 million babies, for sacrificing your life for the noble cause of reproductive health care. <laughs> I'm Charles Daniels. For years, we've been taking you to villages like this and showing you the heartbreak of families whose only mistake was being born poor. They need your help. And for only 39 cents a day, you can provide water, food, and medicine for these people. Just 39 cents. That's less than a small cup of coffee. But it can make all the difference in the world to the people of this village. Ask for more money. Why are you starting so low? As you can see, these villagers are desperate for your help. So don't hesitate. Pick up the phone. Yeah, what they shooting? Commercial song. A word? Dial the number and send over 39 cents. That's all we need. Start higher! I know, right? 39 cents may not sound like a lot, 
but it can mean so much to these families. It's not even a round number. Like, if he said a dollar, I could see how he got this. Yeah, but you know they always trying to take away a pity to make it sound like less. I get that. I'm just saying, why not start at 99 cents? 39 cents. That's all these people need to survive. And they'd be so, so lucky and appreciative to get it. So for the price of a cup of coffee... Who did? You're talking about all they need to send is the bare minimum to keep us alive. We're not asking for the bare minimum. This number has been decided by very educated and caring people who can save your lives. Hey. How? How you gonna save our lives with only 39 cents? Because I'm trying to do the math in my head, but I just can't see it. 39 cents is plenty. He keeps saying 39 cents. Why he keep saying 39 cents? For the price of a cup of coffee. Why it can't be the price of an Arizona iced tea? They 99 cents. Because it's not the price of an Arizona. It's got to be coffee. It don't, though. Plus, coffee is way more expensive than 39 cents. It's 39 cents. You know, for a starving village, you people have a lot of energy. Maybe people should send their checks someplace else. Oh, so you asking for a check? Yo, why would you ask for a check? You settle for a check. It's got to be a check, okay? It don't, though. Here's your coffee and your change, Mr. Daniels. Perfect timing, Valerie. Hey, I white love lady, it. hey, how much was that coffee? It doesn't matter. I bet you don't even know what country you in. I do know what country I'm in. What, 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 what country you in? What country you in? Africa. All right, look. If you want to see this cheap-ass white man again, you better send us $200 cash right now. It's your time. You feel the cute, baby, you know it. Oh. Cream. Get on top. Cream. You will cut. Cream. Don't you stop. All right, here we go. Segment number five. I wanted to uh, acknowledge some more people that are helping make this show happen and also help make the uh, radio show happen over at KMYC each Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon. Um, I wanted to mention Elite Universal Security, Monty Hecker and his people out there that keep you safe, keep your property yours and not somebody else's after you worked hard for it. Elite Universal Security, been in, involved here and working for many years after being started by Monty Hecker when he, he retired from the Air Force. But if you want to work with him, he's looking for uh, competent, honest, reliable workers. And uh, he's got jobs up and down California from just south of Sacramento on up to the Oregon border. Also, he can help you get your concealed weapon permit. He gives classes on all kinds of um, police-type uh, skills that you can take either on online or in his uh, classrooms. He can help you qualify on the range. So check him out. You can call him at 530-749-0280. If you're a business or you're a private individual, you need somebody to watch over your stuff and your, your the real estate or housing. If you're a farmer that needs to have their equipment watched over, that would be LE Universal Security, 530-749-0280. Also, uh, Greenitz Construction, my friend Dave Greenitz, green with E-T-Z on the end, greenitzconstruction.com or Dave Greenitz Construction. Those are platforms or websites that you can connect with them on and uh, him on and find out about his amazing business 
Uh, I just encourage you to go and look at the before and after. I'm hooked up with him on Facebook, so every time he posts new pictures, I get to see him first. And uh, just shocked. They're so beautiful and so amazing and such great quality. Uh, no one is passing up Dave Greenitz or Dave Greenitz Construction. So uh, he picks only the best subcontractors that work right with him and do their particular trade, whether it's plumbing or flooring or new windows or uh, painting, etc. So if you want to call Dave, you can you can reach him off those platforms. You can send him a text, send him a message. But if you want to call him up, you can, and that the number is 530-682-9602. One more time, 530-682-9602. Also wanted to mention the plumbing doctor. They serve Yuba Sutter counties and they are uh They'll come out 24 hours a day if you have a real emergency. To me, when I have plumbing problems, it's always emergency. But sometimes some emergencies are worse than others. And you can reach them at 530-671-9111. 530-671-9111. So um, if you've ever wondered whether we're living any kind of a life in terms of freedom. Now, I know you're pretty wealthy compared to the founding fathers. But in terms of freedom, um, with all the taxes, when people tax you for everything you do, that's not freedom. That's what they call socialism. They take your money away from you and give it to someone else. And then they feel good about it and call that charity. It's like me, take, it's like me robbing your house and then giving the money to charity or somebody I think needs some money and somehow think I'm a righteous guy for that. Now, that's exactly what the government does, Republican and Democrat and independent. So one of, one of the listeners sent me this poem, if you will, or saying, long saying, it says, Taxes land, taxes bed, tax the table at which he's fed. Taxes tractor, tax the mule, teach him taxes are the rule taxes work taxes pay he works for peanuts anyway taxes cow taxes goat taxes pants taxes coat taxes ties taxes shirt taxes work tax his dirt taxes tobacco taxes drink tax him if he tries to drink taxes cigars taxes beers if he cries taxes tears taxes car taxes gas find other ways to tax his ass. Tax all he has, then let him know that you won't be done till he has no dough. When he screams and hollers, then the tax man, then, then tax him some more. Tax him till he's good and sore. Then tax his coffin, tax his grave, tax the sod in which he's laid. Put these words upon his tomb. Taxes drove me to my doom. When he's gone, do not relax. It's time to apply the inheritance tax. Accounts receivable tax. Building permit tax. CDL, California driver license license tax. Cigarette tax. Corporate income tax. Dog litter tax. Excise tax. Federal income tax. Federal unemployment tax. Fishing licensing tax. Food license tax. Fuel permit tax. Gas tax. Currently 44.75 cents per gallon. Gross receipts tax. 
hunting license tax, inheritance tax, inventory tax, liquor tax, luxury tax, marriage license tax, Medicare tax, personal property tax, property tax, real estate tax, service charge tax, social security tax, road uses tax, recreational vehicle tax, sales tax, school tax, state income tax, state unemployment tax, telephone federal excise tax, all kinds of telephone taxes. I won't read them all. Utility taxes, vehicle license registration tax, vehicle sales tax, watercraft registration tax, and well permit tax, workers' compensation tax. On and on and on it goes. Listen, people, I tell you, everything you do is going to cost you a tax. It's just the price you're having to pay. The price you're having to pay. And that is a loss of freedom. When people are buried, uh, their freedom is being taken away. That's just the way that is. All right. I'm just looking at something, making sure I'm covering everything that I wanted to get covered. The most important things. Um, okay. Let me see. Get down here to Fauci and Wuhan. Almost there. Fauci and and Wuhan. Oh, let me do this. Maybe this will. Let's see whether I want to do Fauci and Wuhan first. So I I think I was talking about this earlier. Dr. Tedros, who is the head of the World Health Organization, which China owns hook, line and sinker, even though the, the Americans have put the most money into the World Health Organization. So who says there was no evidence of human-to-human transmission of the out, at the outset of the pandemic? Remember that? Oh, and they also said there's no evidence that COVID escaped from a lab in Wuhan. Also false. It's becoming increasingly clear that, the, that that's the case. Everyone is doing an about-face on the topic when they first dismissed it as conspiratorial Nonsense. They ha- we have the receipt, she says. And on that note, oh, hold on here. It says uh, they also said there's no evidence that COVID escaped from the lab. Also false. It's becoming interesting. Increasingly clear that is continually the case. One lie after another lie after another lie. Okay, uh, let me go down here. So that's that's all I want to really say about that. So this is talking about masks and the findings on masks. I'm going to go back and speak a little bit more. 
Prolonged mask use, larger than more than four hours a day, promotes facial alkalinization, alkalinization, and inadvertently encourages dehydration, which in turn can enhance barrier breakdown and bacterial infection risk. British clinicians have reported masks to increase headaches and sweating and decrease cognitive precision. Survey biases notwithstanding, these folks are associated with medical cognitive, they're associated with medical errors. By obscuring nonverbal communication, masks interfere with the, the social learning in children. Likewise, masks can distort verbal speech and make visual cues to the detriment of individuals with hearing loss. Clear face shields improve visual integration, but there is a corresponding loss of sound quality. Uh, The study also noted that the mandates put in place by many states in line with CDC guidelines at this time of year, were poor predictors of the COVID spread. My experience is that people are just keep making, changing their story to make it sound like they knew something all along when, in fact, most of them don't have a clue. It just, it's really sad. Uh, okay. So this is uh, throughout 2020. As China virus spread across the globe, infecting millions and killing hundreds of thousands, uh, Town Hall, the online magazine, reported that on the latest information about COVID-19 spread, President Trump's plan to defeat it and his efforts to develop new treatments and most importantly remind readers where the virus originated. He said it, it was Chinese. It was from the Wuhan, China people. While Town Hall reported on these questioning the lies, on those questioning the lies coming from the Chinese Communist government and the scientists at Wuhan Institute of Virology about coronavirus leaking from the lab, a left-wing media, Democrats and Fauci, brought into the Chinese Communist Party's propaganda... And anyone asking questions about potential lab leak was labeled a conspiracy conspiracy theorist. Now the left and the Democrat media complex are changing their tune, saying that the lab leak theory has some credibility, but we are reporting the facts and real news first, this says. Now it's, it's so interesting when you, most people have forgot how this got started. But just some of the breakdowns, April 14, 2020, this is an article uh, that was written by the same people that wrote, wrote the article I'm talking about. And uh, on April 14, 2020, the title is, It's Looking Increasingly Likely Wuhan Coronavirus Came from a Lab Bat. The next day, the 15th, says, The Washington Post debunks their own story criticizing Tom Cruise, Tom Cotton, for spreading conspiracy theory about Wuhan lab. April 16, 2020, Tom Cotton, 
said if Wuhan coronavirus escaped from a lab, China is responsible for every death and lost job. This, these are all articles covered by one periodical. April 22nd, 2020, why the liberal media refused to believe that the coronavirus came from a Chinese lab. In September 12, 2020, Chinese scientist says, I have proof Wuhan coronavirus was made in the lab. So, little little change of tune, huh, from the past? They're just hustling me to join their group. All right. Let me see if I can pick up a couple of these that I couldn't get to when I first started talking. So what are you going to do? I've watched supervisors up at the sitting on the dais in the supervised chambers, and I've seen Marysville City Council people foolish you wearing masks, and all they're saying is, well, I'm just doing my job, or I have a sister or a niece somewhere in the world, and I'm trying to protect her. Just nonsensical statements. And now they're finally writing about the fact that the mask uh, do damage to us. And if, if my nose, the masks do damage to us, uh, because they restrict the amount of oxygen you can get into your lungs. That's just the way it is. Some of them cause infections in the nose and trap infections in the mask. They're filthy masks. Some of them cause anxiety and actually cause you to have a panic attack by putting the mask over your breathing apparatus. And uh, it's just bad news for you. Bad news all the way around. Gives infections. Uh, And yet there's people right now in this community where I live, which is one of the most looser communities, uh, pushing you and the employees are mandated by the employer to wear a mask. And I think all of them could sue their employers and force them to not wear a mask. It's a health issue. By the way, I don't want some welfare babe shooting my forehead with a, uh, with a temperature thing and try to tell me I got a bad, I got a bad temperature or whatever she wants to say to me. It's just not going to work. Let's see what this says here. Uh, Oh, I think I talked about it, uh, excessive use, all those kind of thing. All right. Okay. All right, let me go back here and... and uh, This is kind of a cute deal. Eight important facts to remember as you grow older. Death is the number one killer in the world. Life is sexually transmitted. 
Good health is merely the slowest possible rate at which one can die. Number four, giving a per- give a person a fish and you feed him for a day. Teach a person to use the Internet and they won't bother you for weeks, months, or even years. Health nuts. Oh, hold on, I lost my spot here. Health nuts are going to feel stupid someday lying in the hospital dying of nothing. All of us could take a lesson from the weather. It pays no attention to criticism. In the 1960s, people took acid to make the world weird. Now the world is weird, and people take Prozac to make it feel normal. Don't worry about your old age. It doesn't last. It doesn't last very long. I want to go over here and uh, see if I can pull up uh, an article that showed some information I want to talk about here. If I can find it really quick, I may have to do it at the break. Oh, I know where it is. I wanted to play some quotes if I can find it. I might be at, might I might have to do it at the break. Hold on here. All right, I'm going to take a break here, and then I'm going to find this. I want to make some comments about this Ronald Reagan speech that I played here already on the radio today. But I, there's some quotes in there that I didn't get to share with you. Right you are my We're innovators. We're always looking for ways to solve the world's biggest health challenges while stepping on freedoms. And we're about to launch a brand new app that's going to keep people more protected than ever before. While putting their fears and concerns to rest. It's the The Fitness Passport. Passport. We understand that not everyone chooses to have a weak immune system. But some people do. But if you are one of those garbage people who have consciously chosen to live an unhealthy life of savagery, we healthies just don't want you trash pigs coming around. The way it works is you just scan your fitness passport before you enter a store, restaurant, a concert, or board a plane. And it certifies that your immune system is active and therefore allows you to enter a social space without you being a disrespectful health threat to other people. And if you don't have a fitness passport because you've chosen not to be fit, then you may not enter. With the fitness passport, remember, this isn't just about you. This is about protecting everyone in society from things that those anti-immune or pig people might be carrying. You're putting everyone's health at greater risk. That's why you can't participate in society like everyone else. Now there's many benefits to fitness passports. For example, like on planes, you know those passengers that sit down next to you with a bag of greasy food and they're kind of spilling over into your seat a bit as they suck down their lard lunch while hydrating themselves with liquefied high fructose corn syrup? Well now, not only will you not have to worry about the invasive creatures that their non-existent immune systems could give you, but you also get an entire seat to yourself. 
Now, fitness passports are not without controversy. Some people think it's all just a business ploy by the fitness industrial complex where we're looking to have our own product mandated to make even more money. But that couldn't be further from the truth. Fitness passports are about protecting immunoconscious people from immunocare-free people. Now, we do not believe that everybody should be ripped like a Greek god having group sex with mermaids on an island off the coast of Mallorca. But we do believe that anyone who takes the elevator to the second floor of their apartment should be banned from society. My grandmother died in a homicide. The murder weapon was a weak immune system. And I don't want that happening to your grandmother. And everybody who gets their fitness passport won't get a free donut, but you will get a free head of broccoli and some vitamin D supplements. Uh, uh. Come on guys, don't be selfish. Just do your part by being fit. Is that too much to ask? A healthy immune system is the new normal. So don't be a trash pig, be a healthy pig. <sighs> Get your fitness passport now so you can believe you're free again. When you're down and trouble, you need some love and care. Cause nothing, nothing is going right. All right. Sorry for the delay here. I wanted to uh, I wanted to check out a couple things to make sure I was covering stuff uh, that I wanted to cover. So <clears throat> there's been a discussion in California, not in our com two communities. I got a, uh, a re regarding the vaccine passport where counties were going to begin mandating that you have a vaccine passport in order to enjoy life in all aspects of the community. So down in Orange County, a few weeks ago, they had uh, Health Officer Chow, C-H-A-U, suggested to the supervisor that they should have a, a health passport or a vaccine passport, uh, which uh, stirred up a thousand people to attend the meeting. Obviously they couldn't all get inside. So they protested outside 800 people signed uh, cards to go speak inside the meeting against the passport. So rather than wait to, um, to have the city councils or the supervisors bring up the fact that uh, they might want a passport, a vaccine passport, of this terrible thing that isn't even really a vaccine, but is actually gene therapy. Uh, Stephanie McKenzie, one of the former uh, city council members, asked the city council at a previous meeting if they would agendize the, uh, the idea of the vaccine passport to allow people to come in and talk about it. And so there was a discussion that on June 1st, Tuesday, June 1st, which is the first Tuesday after this broadcast in Marysville at six o'clock that um, uh, they, they may agendize it. Now, you might think, well, I don't want to go over there if, if they don't agendize it. So one way you can solve that is when you listen, to, if you listen to this broadcast on Saturday or Sunday or Monday of the Memorial Day weekend, you can go on the Marysville City Council website and look at the agenda and see if it's listed. 
And then if you want to speak about the vaccine passport, you could attend that meeting or you can just wait for the next broadcast and we'll we'll try to get we'll try to hit you up. Um uh, so uh, that's some. The other thing we want to talk about at the Marysville City Council, and we're working on uh, having maybe, well, first of all, we're working on uh, informing the city council about 5G. Now, many of you think 5G is just going to give you the ability to download things quicker, like see a movie better, or your internet operate faster, smoother, etc. But the fact is, the 5G can actually interfere with your health and cause you to have cancer. There's all kinds of research on that. So we're trying to have a 5G discussion. Originally, we thought about having it at Marysville City Council because they just entertained a discussion with a corporation that is going to be installing the 5G towers. I don't know how they put up a lot of them all over on all kinds of buildings. So that's also, I don't know when that's going to happen, but I had a call this week from a fellow, an acquaintance, saying, hey, we heard that the, U- the Yuba County supervisors were going to entertain a vaccine passport, and that is absolutely not true. Uh, as far as I could tell, I haven't heard that. We haven't read that. And I actually talked to a supervisor. He said that's not true. I think it was, this was a rumor that got started after the discussion about reaching out to the Marysville City Council members about a vaccine passport and discussing it before they think they're going to just pass it and um, and kind of make headway about it. So that's that's June 1. Now, the other thing that's going on that I want to encourage you to go to is on June 8th, uh, and I don't know whether I have the time on that. It seems like it's 7 o'clock, June 8th. Let's see. Uh, I don't know. June 8th, uh, there's a... What's happened in Yuba County is that they... Uh, the... Cons- the um, Republican Central Committee of Yuba County has fallen apart and uh it started to fall apart when senator nielsen got his one of his workers to take over the the central committee and he became the president he appointed his brother to be the the secretary and i think his father to be the treasurer so you have an all heater h-e-t-e-r uh, Central Committee, whereas you have over 20-some different seats on that Central Committee to do business on behalf of conservative ideas. And so what we want to do is fill those seats, right? Let's have a full conservative committee that are interesting in finding new candidates, vetting candidates, and supporting candidates, and working for candidates, rather than just have a little group that's going nowhere and doing nothing. So I want to encourage you to go to the uh, the meeting this on June eighth, and uh, and I I think it's seven o'clock, but I'm still I I can't. Oh, here it is. Here it is. Seven o'clock, June eighth. 
at the Hallwood Nazarene Church. It's right on Highway 20 as you leave Marysville and you go out about six miles and you go through an, kind of an S-curve in the uh, where right before you get to Cordova School on the right, on the left is Hallwood Nazarene Church if you're going out of town. So please join the Central Committee. Go in there and just sit in on the meeting and raise your hand or maybe get somebody to nominate you to be on the Central Committee. And let's build that up and let's do our best to get people uh, into office. So that's June 8, 7 p.m. at the Hallwood Nazarene Church. Okay? Also wanted to tell you that we, even though we got dictator Newsom, Governor Newsom, on the recall ballot. They haven't announced the date yet, but there's indication from the Secretary of State that we have plenty of signatures. This is not the end. Don't take a deep breath and think it's over. Uh, recalling the governor, uh, we got one step done. It's meaningful step to get that many signatures, but we have tens of millions of voters in California, and all we needed was about one and a half million of them to uh, recall them, signed to say, I want to recall them. Now we have to vote. Now, listen, please uh, get some registration cards and register your relatives, your neighborhood, your friends. And we need every person possible registered and voting uh, Newsom out. Who they're going to vote for to replace him, I, I'm not prepared to get into that yet. I don't think all, all the people have even thrown their as proverbial hat in the ring. But the main thing I want is to get rid of Newsom. But we're not going to get there unless almost every single person that can vote will vote. Now, if you're not registered to vote, you can register to vote through the county clerk's office. We're going to start registering people at Church of Glad Tidings. Uh, you can do it through the county clerk's office, or you could actually go online, I think, at the Secretary of State's office in the state of California and do it online, register to vote. And then uh, make sure you vote to recall the governor, Governor Newsom. And before you get there, I'll probably have a list of, uh, before the election date, I'll have a list of the potential candidates and, and give you my lose picks, of course. But um, also, recalls can't run on no money. And so a lot of times people say, oh, I can't believe we lost. I thought we were going to But they never spent any money. They never donated any money. And they didn't go campaign. They didn't even put a, a sign in their yard. And so, uh, listen... Uh, go to recall Gavin, G-A-V-I-N, 2020, the numbers, 2020, recallgavin2020.com, and donate there. Do not donate to other conservative organizations that are helping recall Gavin. These organizations have a, they need to fund their operation from year to year to year to year, like DeMaio's guy named DeMaio out of San Diego. He's formed this organization that takes on all kinds of conservative causes. What we want is all the money that's donated to Gavin, uh, don't, I'm sorry, donated to 
recall Gavin, we want all that money to be spent during the primary. We do not want to have any money held back and uh, where we need to do everything we can to buy ads, to put up signs, to motivate people, to get people to sign up to vote. We need all hands on deck and we need to support them. So if you can go on the, the uh, website and uh, recall Gavin, G-A-V-I-N, 2020.com, you can, uh, you can make a contribution very quickly with a charge card. Very simple. So uh, also I wanted to mention that we just finished the Free and Brave Conference, but we have an, uh, many other things coming up. One of them is General Michael, Lieutenant, uh, or, or General Michael Flynn, uh, is coming July 16th to speak in Yuba City, and he's going to have several, my understanding is he's going to have several e events in one day. Uh, one one event is going to be a veteran's breakfast, and we'll have more details about that soon. Uh, the second event will be a VIP fundraiser for him, which will be $500 ahead to spend an hour with him, question and answer, and take photos with him. And obviously, because of the carpet bombing of the liberals to destroy his life, uh, he has a lot of debt, and he lost his house, I understand. So it's a fundraiser to try to get them back uh, in the black, as they say. And then the final event of the evening, I think there's going to be some other speakers between the um, veterans breakfast and the VIP and the next uh, and then him speaking in the evening. There may be some other speakers, uh, maybe one or two. And um, so the the uh, the seat to come and see him himself, I believe, is free of charge. So if you want to see Michael Flynn, uh, you'll have an opportunity to see a historic fellow uh, who gave his life uh, ser service of the country and uh, was a key war hero. So the other people that didn't come to the Free and Brave conference here over the last weekend was a lady named Simone Gold, who is a uh, uh, attorney, Stanford University-trained attorney here in California, and also a Stanford-trained medical doctor here in California. So uh, as soon as she began to uh, use forbidden medicines that have been around for 50 or 60 years, like hydroxychloroquine, to treat her patients in California and uh, send them home right away, uh, the hospital fired her for using not experimental drugs, but using something that uh, we use all the time. In fact, I used to use it when I Back in the day, back in 1990s, early 90s, I used to fly to Africa and fly to India, and they recommend, oh, malaria is terrible, and and uh, you need to take this malaria medicine. So it was essentially hydroxychloroquine. So um, anyway, uh, Simone Gold and the American Frontline Doctors may be coming to town as well to speak and have a conference in the near future. So uh, uh, it, all these things, if you're interested, you can go on the churchofgladtidings.com website and just click on events, and, uh, and you can find out everything that's going on and whether you like it or not. The other thing that, that happened during the Free and Brave Conference, I had never heard a presentation on 5G. And so uh, Nikki Florio, that's a female, and her... Uh, 
friend that lives in the she lives up in uh, the Tahoe uh, Tahoe area, and uh, or maybe she's in Nevada County. And Greg Lean, Greg Lean, an attorney, is in Tahoe City, and he handles cases in environmental and natural resources law. And uh, so they came, Greg Lean and Nikki Florio, and they came to make a presentation on 5G. And uh, it was very interesting uh, last weekend. And they're they're uh, going to come and make a presentation to the Marysville City Council because the Marysville City Council is already being bought off with uh, money uh, to do 5G with and it being portrayed as it's harmless. You know that nothing is harmless. In fact, uh, Greg Lean showed he had all kinds of these uh, devices to measure the electronics in your home that are interfering with your brain and your body, your health, your heart, because we're electrical beings. And so uh, it's a very serious thing. And what on the surface sounds like no big deal. Uh, we're just uh, we're just going to get faster cell phones and faster movies, and so it's not going to have any uh, debilitating effect on your health, which is a total lie. So hopefully, when that comes up, you can come down to the city council chambers. Filling the city council chambers or filling the board of supervisors chambers is a huge thing. I'm not trying to say go in there and cheer and clap and boo. I'm, that's uh, discourteous. That's that's not proper. I'm talking about come in pre- properly dressed and just you can hold a sign uh, as long as you're not disrupting. But but the, mainly you're providing a presence before the judge and if there's a jury on anything, uh, it's it's uh, in court. It works if they're if, before a judge with a jury. It always has an influence, but when you go before the Board of Supervisors or City Council, it has a big influence when people show their interest in a particular topic, positive or negative. So it's great for public participation. So whether we're going to go talk about vaccine passports or whether we're going to go talk about uh, 5G or chemtrails or whatever we're going to talk about, it's important to have people there and you don't necessarily have to speak, but if you have your, an opinion on it and you can back it up, it's a good opportunity to speak for maybe the first time in your life. You haven't done it before. So, uh, anyway, uh, I want to encourage you that, but, but stay tuned. We may end up doing a frontline doctors conference. We've, uh, we've done a number of these now and, um, uh, Let's see, also another another great speaker that I uh, that I have here. Let's see. Okay. Dinesh D'Souza is gonna be here on June July third, uh, for a fundraiser for Tamika Hamilton that uh, she is running against John Garamendi, who I think is almost 100 years old. Uh, Tamika is a great lady, Air Force veteran. In fact, she still may have some connections to the Air Force. Married to a husband who's also a veteran, who's now a police officer. They live down in Dixon area, but that this uh, district, this congressional district, reaches up into Yuba and Sutter County. So 
But Dinesh D'Souza likes Tamika Hamilton, and he was out here a year ago, and, and everybody that saw him just loved him. A great speaker, a great mind. So he's coming. And also, there is there's a conference called the Above and Beyond Conference featuring Joseph and Claire Sturgeon. That's July 10th, 11th, and 12th. It started out as a women's conference, but the women now have invited the men to set in on it. So that's going to be, so it's pretty packed. We got straight out of Babylon seminar with David Strait, general, uh, June 4, 5, and 6, then June 10, 11, 12, Claire Sturgeon, Joseph Sturgeon. June 13th, California Militia recruiting meeting. A lot of cool stuff, a lot of great information. So uh, how can you beat that? Okay, so we're going to wrap it up here. And uh, this is our uh, final half a minute. So I hope you enjoyed the show. And if you want to, you know, we cover some of the same things on the radio show. I, I don't think it's perfectly uh, duplication. We don't do a pre-record. It's live. So uh, we'll be there when this comes on on the Internet. You'll be able to also hear live if you're interested. Okay, thanks so much for listening. And uh, this week, do something cool for somebody and bless your neighbors. And uh, we'll see you next week, Lord willing. We're so glad to see so many of you lovely people here tonight. We would especially like to welcome all the representatives of Illinois' law enforcement community who have chosen to join us here in the Palace Hotel Ballroom at this time. We certainly hope you all enjoy the show. And remember, people, that no matter who you are and what you do to live, thrive, and survive, there's still some things that make us all the same. You, me, them. Sweetheart.